Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. With your favorite hosts, Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. Prime time. He's going to the danger zone. Let's go. And producer Tony. This is only mic time I get, buddy, so just sit back, relax, and strap it down. Skull, use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. Let me ask you this question. Do you like magic? Already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. Hey, fellas, I love the podcast. Music created by Brian Swanson. Welcome, everyone, to the week one recap show fantasy football scoop and poop. I am your host, Tony, and joined as always with Bishop. How you doing, Bishop? I'm doing very well, Tony. I'm, um, I was kind of worried that poop came out a little too quick, but it happens as you get older. <laughs> it sure does. Uh, you know, some, sometimes those poops just they just slide right out of you, and that's kind of what that sounded like. <laughs> and we are also joined with uh, by Micah here, our, our new co-host. So how are you doing, Micah? I'm doing good, Dad. Despite what BDI wants to believe, I am still the hardest working man in show business. <laughs> Excellent. So we survived week one. <clears throat> week one is in the books. We're, we are officially in the swing of things for football season. Uh, I got to ask how your Sundays went. Uh, did, did your family leave you alone so you could watch football, Bishop? Um, yeah. My kids have gotten a little bit older now, so they're at that point where, like, uh, you know, they want to be in their rooms on their phone. So uh, that part's got kind of cool. Uh, so, yeah, everyone leaves me alone on Sundays. It's pretty nice. Uh, it just sucks. That we, I'm still in that Eastern time zone bullshit. So the game started at 1 for me. Yeah. And I don't even realize, like, the time there, there's a time zone difference from Central to Eastern, like, in my everyday life. But for some reason, I, it's very noticeable during football season. It's the one thing I noticed. Well, I'm glad at least you can watch football in peace. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, my wife gets nagging at me like, hey, you're going to spend all day down there. I'm like, damn right. I am woman. This is this is week one. You know what I'm saying? Watching football. Leave me alone. Uh, Micah, what about you? Did you go to uh, Thunder Dan's place uh, this past Sunday or did you watch at home? So this week I stayed home since the Lions played on Thursday so I figured I would uh, test a few things out, see what it was like staying from home, save a few bucks. Thunder Bands, a Thunder Dance, are a pretty rich guy, so I don't think he's missing my twenty-five bucks. 
but I enjoyed the uh, the Bengals and the Browns, or the uh, actually I say it wasn't the Bengals and the Browns. Who the Bengals play? It was the Browns. It was the Browns. It was the Browns. because so Bengals are playing Ravens this week. Yeah, they're playing the Browns, and uh, I enjoyed the uh, the Bengals being the Bungles once again, and I enjoyed um, the Red Zone Channel for the first time. I found a stream that may or may not have fallen off the back of a truck, depending on who's listening to this this podcast. Uh, if you are someone who can charge me with the crime, this is for entertainment purposes only. But I enjoyed it. It was fun. So now, when you go to Thunderdance, you said it was 25 bucks. Is that a cover charge, or are you just, that's that how much you spend usually for food and drink? Uh, that is just typically uh, for what I ordered there. I pretty much spend around twenty five bucks every Sunday there. There's no cover charge to go there. Okay, that's Thunder good. Dan. It's, it's not that much of a curmudgeon. All right, that's good. That's good. What what's your go to order there? So I get one of a couple of things. Uh, I go in kind of phases. Um, they used to have a really good chili on the menu, which they stopped selling because it wasn't a seller post COVID, and apparently I was like, the only person who ordered it, so it's off the menu. <laughs> so for all the Thunderdan regulars who stopped buying chili, you suck. The best item on their menu is no longer available. But I do go with their, uh, what they call a Royal Diablo, which is basically a buffalo chicken sandwich. Or a Ragin' Cajun, which is just a, a Cajun chicken sandwich. Gee, on my go-tos. I wonder why they took the chili off in Arizona, Bishop. I don't know. Do you, do you, when, it, when it's 135 degrees outside, I, I think... Uh, a, a hot bowl of chili is not the first thing that I would I would order. Yeah, man, chili and soup. Those are the two uh, Arizona staples. <laughs> and quick, quick quick question: Thunder Dan is that Thunder Dan Marley? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I was gonna say I I thought I knew that, but I I thought we should definitely elaborate for the, the podcast listener. Absolutely. And I should mention that I actually sit in his chair every Sunday. Thunder Dance Chair. I sit in Thunder Dance Chair every Sunday. They came in one weekend. It was reserved, quote unquote. And I said, is this sign like legit a bit? And she's like, oh no, you can still sit there. Dan won't be here until like later for the for the Suns game. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, it's his, his seat. It's where it's where when he comes in, it's the seat he always takes. And it explains because I, I probably talked about this before, but I actually did get to meet him one time. And he kind of like looked at me, maybe looking back kind of funny because I was in his chair. But he just sat next to me. We talked about the Lions and uh, some fantasy football and Tigers baseball. Wow. And then he bought himself a meal and paid nothing but left a pretty nice tip for the gals working. But uh, I'm like, no, I wonder. That's probably why he was giving me a weird look at first. <laughs> well, that's a great story. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, well, week one was kind of shit for fantasy football. Um, I guess uh, lots of bad quarterback play. Uh, we're going to be talking about that quite a bit here during the recaps. Um, but we got some pretty crazy parody in, in the league uh, in week one. Um, I think every division is two and two with wins and losses, I believe. So I believe you are correct. Wasting no more time, let's go ahead and get into it. We have the Super Bowl rematch, and we have McLean's Cologne Rocks versus Micah's Serbia. And uh, I guess 
Micah, let's talk about your team first before we talk about McLean's because I feel like we're going to talk about that for a little bit here. Uh, started off on Thursday night. You got your, your first round pick. You got your rookie Lions running back, Javid Gibbs, which I'm going to call him for the rest of the season. Um, and uh, only four fantasy points, Micah. So talk about uh, how you're feeling after seeing that performance on Thursday. Well, I was still uh, quite confident there. Um, I would have preferred a better output from uh, Javid Gibbs. Um, I will put an asterisk there. If, if you can't like spell your name right, call the guy whatever you want. I have no idea what that what that jumbled mess of a name is. But uh, he uh, was hoping for better output, but um, they kind of said they were going to ease him in. So I kind of knew uh, maybe a little bit uh, presumptuous, maybe to start him off uh, out of the gate. But... Uh, Four points. Uh, I mean, the numbers he had weren't too bad from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, I should say not too bad from like a pro football standpoint. Not what you want to see for fantasy football. But I liked the rest of my roster going into Sunday, so I wasn't sweating it too bad. I still felt quite confident I would be victorious at that point. Okay, then we get to Sunday, and... Uh... You start off hot with uh, the resurgence of Calvin Ridley, Bishop's favorite wide receiver in the in the entire league. Uh, he is no longer sad. Uh, he has he has served his uh, his gambling suspension. He said, but, but has he though? So like, here's my thing: Why is he in the league? Why is he allowed to be in the league? If Pete Rose can't be in the Hall of Fame for doing the exact same thing, why is Calvin Ridley in the league catching touchdowns in the NFL? Because the NFL travels well, quote unquote. I'm telling you, it's uh, they're against Pete Rose. It's like a big conspiracy against Pete Rose for some reason. Clearly, that's like the that's the only baseball player I know, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, he scored a touchdown on his first drive, I believe. It was very early in that game. Calvin Ridley eight catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. That's uh, wide receiver one kind of shit you got there in, in the in the second round um bishop are, are are you are you still mad at calvin ridley clearly yeah i mean there's some animosity for sure uh it's probably not going to go away uh i actually wanted to talk about the, the the main guy on micah's team even though he didn't score the most on his team this week but he's clearly micah's best player and it's the guy who's better than uh Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb, 18 carries for 106 yards against the Bengals' rough-and-tumble defense. And he added four catches for 21. Uh, Nick Chubb is a stud, and he's way better than Saquon Barkley. <laughs> well, this week he certainly was. There was quite some a bit of weather on the East Coast. Uh, there was a, a monsoon in, in New York for the Sunday night football game, and there – I think the Bengals and Browns game was also a, a muddy mess. I didn't really watch much of that, but uh, yeah, uh, no touchdowns for Nick Chubb, but he, he gets the, the the crazy rushing efficiency like he seemingly always does. Um, and uh, Devontae Smith catches a touchdown in a kind of a, a, a boring game in uh, <laughs> in New England for Philadelphia. Tyler Lockett got hurt, right? Micah, is that is that correct? Uh, I actually had no clue. I was like, the game wasn't coming on the red zone too often. 
because for a lot of the time, it was just Matthew Stafford passing. Every time they showed it, it was Matthew Stafford passing. I'm like, he has no touchdowns. Why do they keep showing Matthew Stafford passing? Yeah. He's not in there. And then apparently he was concussed or may have been concussed. Uh, they gave the doctor enough money. He, he got out of the out of the protocol, but did not come back in the game. So he started off hot. Two catches on, I think it was one drive. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to score a lot of fucking points with this guy. And then he vanished. But I guess he's still alive as far as I know. Okay. Uh, Kirky Cousins, I think he shaved his handlebar mustache and immediately had uh, three turnovers, two fumbles, and one interception. Um, I can't believe he didn't keep the stash, Bishop. I mean, his season. I didn't know he shaved it, yeah. His, his, his season is pretty much over. Would you agree? Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't draft him, though. Thank you, Micah, for making me dodge that bullet. Um, it's There should be some sort of roster update, either on Twitter or something, that lets you know when people do this. Because I also noticed that with the Texas quarterback, Texas Longhorns, uh, he had a, a luscious mullet last season, and it was awesome. And then this year he doesn't have it, so I'm like, I don't know what's going on, man. I need updates on this specific stuff they should put it in the stat sheet you know what i mean like next to you know touchdown something yeah that's all i'm asking for i'm not i'm not asking for a lot facial hair you know yeah but do we know do we know if his facial hair grows quickly is he like uh like a greek guy or something where he like shaves and like (laughs) at the end of the day he has a beard again because if he does if he is he needs to get that shit back because the stuff that happened on Sunday, this cannot happen again. Even though, to his credit, he outscored like legitimate, like Pro Bowl type quarterbacks combined, Burrow, couple other guys, Allen. But man, I need more than twelve points. So Kirk Cousins, yeah. my brother in Christ, get that handlebar mustache back. You need it. <laughs> All right, so you're up. I think you were up 40 points going into Monday Night Football. And uh, let's talk about McLean's team for a little bit. Derrick Henry gets him eight points, uh, no touchdowns. He actually got outsnapped by the rookie running back, which was kind of strange. Uh, Joe Mixon, nothing doing for Cincinnati. The, like, pretty much every Bengal had a, a, shit, a shit game. Uh, the Austin Eckler is just still a stud. Uh, 18 points. 117 yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, Deontay Johnson ends up getting hurt. He hurts his hamstring, so no points there. So you were up 40 points, and he had three players left. He had uh, New York Jets quarterback, Garrett Wilson, and the Buffalo Bills. So, I mean, in, in normal circumstances... You could expect 40 points just out of the quarterback and the wide receiver here. So he had the defense as well. Um, but let's talk about what happened four plays into the Aaron Rodgers New York Jets career. Uh, he gets some pressured by former Bear Leonard Floyd, which is always great to see, and ends up ripping his Achilles tendon, Bishop. Um, were you watching this live? I know you're a big Jets guy. I'm, I'm assuming you were. I am, but I actually didn't. I, I missed most of the first half. <laughs> I came into the game very, very late. Uh, the Discord server blew up my phone, and that's when I noticed I should be paying attention. 
Uh, and then I heard all about Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. I heard the uh, when I was reading that the injury looked gross. Like you could see. Yeah. This is going to sound gross. <laughs> when the Achilles tore, you could see it like rush up his calf or some shit. I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to look at it, but that's what I heard that it did. <laughs> so that's that's very unfortunate. But um, luckily, the Jets, my Jets, came out with the victory. They don't need Aaron Rodgers, even against the stout Buffalo team. <laughs> but yeah, that that Rodgers thing that, that's unfortunate. I, I kind of feel bad for the guy, even though he's like haunted my dreams for many years. Yeah. Uh, I don't wish that on anyone. Well, that's a tough injury. That's that's immediately out for the year kind of injury. It's a tough it's a tough rehab. Um so I don't know if he's going to come back. I th- that that might be his last play of his NFL career. I don't know if he's going to want to put his body through that. So, um I guess we'll see, but uh McLean was in bad shape. So he's he gets uh Zach Wilson fresh fresh out of the the Cougar Den. Uh only gets one touchdown. But it did go to Garrett Wilson, but uh, uh, nothing doing for the Buffalo Bills defense. So McLean ends up losing 80 to 62. Micah, you take the victory. Uh, when when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, Micah, I know you you were probably fist pumping. Oh, it was uh, easily top five moments of my life, like in terms of excitement. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is in the bag. Kind of the same thing. It's like Aaron Rodgers has been. Although I guess I shouldn't be too sour because we did ruin his career as a Lions fan. You know, we Lions killed his career in Green Bay, sent him packing to New York. But uh, I guess he uh, he must have spilled the antelope urine inside the yurt pregame, so it wasn't available when he needed it. And uh, now he's a thirty-year-old man with a torn Achilles. But uh, I actually would not be shocked if he comes back. Not this year, obviously, but. Uh, you know, he's 38 years old, but he did sit for a couple of years behind uh, Brett Burv. So true. maybe his uh, maybe his body will be kind of more poised to, to you know, to take the uh, whatever the repair needs to do for his tendon. You know, drink plenty of antelope urine and uh, do some prayers in the yurt. And uh, maybe he'll be good to go for uh, for the 2024-25 season. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully he goes it back into the darkness and maybe he'll find the answers. Um, but let's go. Let's keep moving on here. Uh, we have our next matchup. We have Turtles, Iowa Gangbang Thugs versus Giuseppe's Ted Lasso way. Uh, and I did get some clarity. I think uh, Ivica is still co-managing this team. So uh, uh, I did ask Giuseppe and apparently Ivica paid for the league. So I'm, uh, he's at least doing that. So um <laughs> Uh, you didn't ask about the uh, the avatar, though. I did not. I did. I did not get a chance <clears throat> to get that information. So even says like the uh, like the quote unquote B store owner, and uh, Turtle is the quote unquote manager. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Ivica has creative control over the name and avatar. Uh, last I heard. Um, and uh, I don't think he makes any roster decisions anymore. At least he hasn't for years, I don't think. So he's like the CEO, and Turtle is the president of football operations. Absolutely, yes, yes. So when when Ivica's chilling in his yacht, uh, Turtles in the lab, uh, 
grinding out pro- <laughs> projections and and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he didn't get any projections right this week because he lost ninety five to forty nine. Uh, Giuseppe uh, had a very good week. Uh, Sixteen, even even a down game for Patrick Mahomes was actually pretty good this week with all the bad quarterback play. Uh, and uh, like clockwork, Aaron Jones just shits all over the Bears again. Twenty points, two touchdowns. Um, B. John Robinson not as much usage as I think he would want, but uh, still gets in the end zone, still scores seventeen points. Um, and yeah, uh, good good kicker and defense play out of Giuseppe. But uh, let's talk about Lamar Jackson, uh, guys. Here, um, they were at home playing the Houston Texans, and Lamar Jackson just got like mega paid. I think at the time he was the highest paid quarterback, but I think Joe Burrow has since passed him. But zero fantasy points, uh, one interception, one fumble, no touchdowns, rushing or passing. Uh, do you think the Ravens want a refund, Bishop? Uh, if I were the Ravens, I would definitely ask for at least one eighteenth of that money back <laughs> to cover the cost of this game because it was atrocious. Uh, I I actually thought about putting him as my uh, start of the week, but I was like, I can't pick Lamar. It's that's too much of a layup. I thought that one was going to be in the bag at home against the Houston Texans, who I predicted to be the worst team. I know there's other people who disagree and say Arizona, but uh, yeah, the fact that it, it, the game was actually kind of close, if I recall correctly, until like the fourth quarter, uh, Lamar Jackson just looked awful, like really bad. So, I mean, you can chalk it up to like the rest of the bad quarterback play, but it might just be a sign of things to come for him, though. Well, I did, do you have a new like offensive coordinator, I guess? But uh, no, it, it was not good. That's that's for damn sure. Um, Turtles stud wide receivers were studs. He got 15 points from uh, Justin Jefferson without a touchdown. 15 points without a touchdown is that's that's elite numbers right there. That's why that guy has been going number one overall. Uh, Amon Ra, the sun god, 14 points uh, against Kansas City. Scores the first touchdown of the season. Uh, I know, Micah, you were hyped for that when that happened. Oh, yeah, it was good times, my friend. Good times. <laughs> but not enough for Turtle. He had uh, Tyler Alligator on his bench with two touchdowns and 20 points, but uh, just not enough uh, to take down Giuseppe this week. So, um, Tyler Alligator. I, I knew Santino was onto something last year, Bishop, when uh, he was picking this guy up. Dude, Santino's always like a year and a half ahead of the curve. I'm, yes. I'm telling you. You draft guys on Santino's team last year, you're going to look in pretty good this year <laughs> he's a trendsetter that's for sure yeah he just sees stuff that's right uh let's go to the next matchup we have uh kowalski's robot unitorn attack versus bob's cock sockers um with <laughs> very flamboyant uh soccer referee i think uh first of all let's let's talk about the the, the team name change here he got rid of the bucket of chicken and now he is the cocksuckers, uh, Bishop. Any 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 comments? Oh, I'm I'm for anything that makes fun of soccer, actually. So uh, keep more of these coming, and hopefully we can get everyone in, in the league to mock soccer because it's a terrible. I, I I shouldn't say that. 
it was once a great sport that has now been uh, relegated to the lesser sports divisions. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll stay tuned for your soccer uh, side podcast. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what that would be called. What's a soccer term that uh, you could name uh, a podcast after? I, I don't even know. Micah would probably know more. Should he? Yeah, it could be like uh, like you know, red card, magic spray. Oh, yeah. But I do have to ask you a question, Tony. I, I got a question since we're talking about the name. Was this an organic effort on the part of uh, Bobby Big Balls, or did you give him intel that there were soccer fans in the league? Uh, actually, quite the opposite. Um, he's in another league, which I'm in, and I, there's like a, a, a text chain of like, all the, all the members just talking shit, and I think somebody was talking about soccer, and then Bob said that the, he was a bunch of cocksuckers. And, like, he he texted me. He's like, cocksuckers is a fucking great name. I'm going to make it my team name. I'm like, go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> like, I know that there's soccer fans in this league, but, you know, I, I'm always looking for, uh, you know, the owners in this league to, to start a feud, right? So... Uh, I was loved. I always love to stir the pot. So I'm like, yeah, go for it, do it. I'm like, that's believe me, that's not the worst, most offensive thing that has has been a, a team name in this league. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, no, he 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 asked me if it was okay, and I said yes. <laughs> nah, good for him though, man. Good name. Uh, the the little GIF avatar thing just uh, kind of brings it all home. Yeah, it's the cherry on top. That's for sure. Um, well. Bob ends up taking a uh, historic loss in this game, 75 to 52. And uh, let's talk about Bob's squad first. Um, he got a, a stud performance, number one pick overall, Christian McCaffrey, 21 points, 150 yards and a touchdown. Things are looking great. Um, he, he did start uh, three San Francisco 49ers, Bishop, and that was because Mark Andrews was a late scratch in that game. Uh yeah, I, I mean, looking at his bench, he didn't really have any other options because Jonathan Taylor doesn't play, Cordell Patterson doesn't play, DJ Chark didn't play. So he was kind of fucked here, Bishop, playing George Kittle. I mean, he's still at an 85% mer. That's not terrible, but he's put up 52 points. That means he had quite a lot of goose eggs. I mean, he had five guys score zeros on his bench. So, yeah, it's it's easy to get mer when you when you, when you got Goose things up and down. Uh, but not in, nothing really going from Chris Godwin or Debo Samuel. You get like seven points out of those guys. Uh, those that I mean that's a that's a floor kind of play. And then DeAndre Swift did absolutely nothing. He he got one catch for one point. He got one rush for three yards. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what the hell is going on there. And then Justin Fields lays an absolute turd on on Soldier Field. Uh, only one touchdown late in the game. Looked like shit. He looked scared in the pocket. Uh, not good for uh, Bobby Big Balls, that's for sure. Um, but he was kind of had a comfortable lead at this point. I would say he was up fifty-two to. Let me do math here. Uh, 32. So he had a 20 point lead, right? Does that make right? I think so. And then, uh, 
K-Wall squad, his keeper, Joe Burrow, comes back uh, from uh, the calf injury. He did not have a preseason, pretty much. They just they put him in an ice ice container, I think, and like just let him <laughs> just let him heal without playing. And it showed it because uh, fresh off of signing the richest contract in NFL history, Bishop, he goes out there and gives you 82 yards, 14 out of 32. Man, you talk about Lamar wanting this, their money back. I think the Cincinnati money is like even better. So, what the hell happened so, to Joe Cool here? Okay, so like the the my initial reaction was you know bad weather, right? Uh, but I'm pretty sure the uh, the Cleveland quarterback did did he have just as bad a game? I, for some reason, I don't recall. Not that I mean he wasn't uh, Watson wasn't very good until towards the end, but uh I mean Joe Burrow had like legitimately the worst game of his career, like right off of signing a huge deal. But uh saying is you you can't blame the weather, right? Because both quarterbacks played in it. Yeah, I mean the well the the Browns just for whatever reason they they've owned Cincinnati as of late. Um although I guess the Browns had this uh trend of where like nobody uh they couldn't win a game I think the Cylons are attacking your internet connection here, Micah. So I'm sure I'm sure you're giving us good stuff here, but we just cannot hear it. So um, <laughs> they're coming for him. Yeah, the, the Cylons are coming for Micah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, K-Wall had a shit day. Uh, nothing from Josh Jacobs, only five points. Um, Keenan Allen, only nine. DJ Moore, again, only three points. So that leaves him one bullet in the gun. <laughs> and uh, hold on. Uh, he had one bullet in the gun here, Bishop. K-Wall has the Dallas Cowboys defense on Sunday night football. And uh, they ended up scoring the best performance in our league's fantasy football history, Bishop. 43 points for a defense. Um, did you, I, did, can you believe it? Number one? Uh, no, I mean, everyone was all like really high on the giants this year. Uh, what'd you call him? Danny, Danny Nichols, Danny, Danny, Dimes. What? Danny, Dimes. Danny Dimes. That's his name. Uh, yeah. People were really high on the giants this year. I don't, I don't know why, but they were, you know, at home. Uh, no one would thought they would have gotten shut out, let alone, uh, Dallas putting up two defensive touchdowns against them. Uh, those are mad points. Uh, I, I know we had one other 40-point game from a defense. I remember it was the Patriots. Uh, I think it was the year Turtle had them. Yeah. Uh, and then Micah posted that uh, amazing statistic of all the highest-scoring defenses every year. And, uh, yeah, I think the Patriots were the only other one with 41. So, yeah, it was a, quite the performance, and – I'm, and it's funny because Dan pretty much needed a lot of it <laughs> <laughs> to make up for the the Burroughs thing. So that's very unfortunate for Bob. Uh, you know. Yeah, in his wow. first in his first game in our league, he ends up taking a heartbreaker by a historic beatdown from his from a defense of all people. So exactly. Um, yeah, I think uh, his de- K Wall's defense scored fifty seven percent of his total points. 
Um, so I guess uh, thank you. His thank defense you. almost outscored Bob. <laughs> that is true. Yes, that is that is very true. So, uh, well, I think you got a little fortunate this week. Let's say. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. Hey, Micah, are you back with us? Did the did the the Cylons relinquish control of your internet? I had found a workaround. Uh, NATO was knocking on my door, but uh, I should be back up and running. All right, great. Uh, let's pick up the pace here a little bit, boys. Uh, we have the Sledge Bowl, and we have uh, <laughs> Bishop's Nitro versus Worms Team Taylor. Uh, pretty good matchup here. I think the you know uh, all things considered for the, how shitty of a week this was. Uh, Bishop takes the victory, one hundred three to seventy five. Um, Tyree Kill Bishop, <laughs> eleven catches, two hundred fifteen yards, two touchdowns. And 32 fantasy points. Uh, this was your first round, your first first round pick, I should say. Uh, so, how you feeling about uh, being a Tyreek Hill owner? Um, it feels pretty good. I uh, I knew he was going to be do well this year. I didn't expect that. Uh, although, like uh, Chargers are historically terrible at uh, covering receivers, so like fantasy wise receivers do very well against the chargers so uh that was a no-brainer i was gonna have to play him but i just didn't think he would blow up that much 215 yards and Tua wasn't concussed like <laughs> yep it was a good day indeed it was uh you also got good days from tony pollard 18 points two touchdowns uh mike evans gets a touchdown i think kind of late in that game um Chris Olave, a, an excellent game, 12 points without a touchdown. That's that's very good. Uh, the only bad thing that I see on your team was your other first-round pick, and that was Josh Allen, who had four turnovers, Bishop, and only one touchdown. Yeah, I mean, he's playing against that fierce, ferocious Jets defense, right? Like, it's they're a Super Bowl contender. I actually wish I could go back and change my predictions from the, you know, the message board. I would have put the Jets winning the Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, I can't do that now. But, uh, yeah, Josh Allen, hopefully that he can turn the shit up around. Like, I don't need you to score, like, 50 points, bro, but get double digits. Let's get some double digits, please. And correct me if I'm wrong, Micah, but isn't Josh Allen the cover athlete for Madden football this year? Yeah, that's pretty much what I was thinking watching that game. Uh, like maybe the curse was back because he was putting uh, he was putting me in a pretty uh, precarious situation where, uh, you know, one I was one, one uh, what's his name? What's Zach Wilson to Garrett <laughs> connection away from losing after that fumble? So right. I was not a, a happy camper there for a while. I, I just eat one away, but the Madden curse might be back. I think it's back. I think I think he's cursed. Because he was doing some shit that I haven't seen him do in a long time. Uh, you'd think you would get smarter with age, but he, he got a lot dumber this year, I think, for sure. <laughs> there I was know one, they still made Madden. Yeah, there was one point like in the fourth quarter where like he was he was scrambling and rushing, and he tried to jump over like three Jets to set defenders for like one extra yard that wasn't even a first down. Uh, and the, and the, at that point, I knew he was an idiot. Yeah, and there was like one scramble I recall where he's like clearly outside the pocket, almost by the sideline. Yeah, and then took a sack instead of throwing the ball away, which was 
like a very easy thing to do, but he's like, no, I like sex. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, whatever. All right. Well, you, I still won. He might be another Buffalo tragedy. <laughs> you scored 103 points. You were the only team to, to eclipse the century mark. So GG's. Uh, Worm did not have a bad week. He had 75 points, uh, 16 from his uh, uh, Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert. Um, he gets a touchdown from David Montgomery, who had 21 rushes, which is, I mean, that's 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 crazy that he got the ball that much uh in in detroit uh and he had a great he had the uh the 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 haunted uh new york's jets uh defense here 21 points but he gets dud games from amari cooper in this in the monsoon and gabe davis because josh allen sucked uh so any any shit you want to talk here bishop before we move on uh not at all but uh excellent play with the jets defense nobody i mean everyone but me saw that coming Absolutely. Let's go to the next matchup. And we have BDI's Nick slash her versus my artificially intelligent. And uh, this was one that I will remember for a while, boys. I end up losing 78 to 77, a one point victory for the big dumb football team. Uh boy. And it came down to Monday night football <clears throat> where, uh, well, I guess let's, let's, let's set the table a little bit here. Uh, I, I get a good game from Travis Etienne, 18 points. I get a touchdown out of Brian Robinson, 10 points, and I get a, a defensive touchdown from the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm feeling good. I, I I'm up, I'm up a good amount here. I'm not, I'm not laying eggs anywhere, but I'm getting middle-of-the-road performances from my uh, receivers. Eight points, Devontae Adams. Seven from Jalen Waddell because Tyreek Hill got all the catches. George Pickens did not do much. Uh, I was up quite a bit. And then the 3 o'clock games happened where um, BDI gets uh, 18 points out of Michael Pittman. He did not end up playing Sky Moore, Bishop. I know you're, you're kind of upset about that. Yes, I am. <laughs> he didn't play Sky Moore. He played Michael Pittman instead. He scores 18 points, gets a touchdown. Uh, Najee Harris did absolutely nothing and got benched halfway through that game. But defense and special teams helps out BDI here. He gets a pick six from the Green Bay Packers, ends up scoring a touchdown. Uh, 15 points from his kicker. Boy, and I'm I'm starting to sweat here. So, like, uh, I guess we forget to mention that he benched Brandon Ayuk, who he, who was his keeper, by the way, uh, scoring two touchdowns, 26 points. So GG's there, Burrow. Um, so I'm up 21 points going into Sunday night football and Monday night football. And with all those goddamn points that the Cowboys defense scored, Dak Prescott was the odd man out here. He only got two fantasy points, no touchdowns. He didn't even throw for 150 yards because he didn't need to. Bishop, he had, uh, you know, he had uh, Tony Pollard rushing the rushing the two touchdowns in. He had two defensive touchdowns. There was no need to to throw the ball here for for Dak Prescott. So uh, he only gets two points. Yeah, that, that was a very strange performance. In uh, I'm pretty sure the Dallas was still throwing late. I was watching part of that, and uh, 
they were still up huge and they were still throwing the ball, trying to get first downs and they just weren't really trying to get touchdowns with Dak, I guess. Um, But uh, real quick, without clicking on the optimal lineup, what do you think BDI's score would have been had he played the optimal lineup? Oh man, probably oh, like bull a, over a hundred. Yeah, hundred and five. I would say he'd beat you, basically. What one twenty one? Oh Jesus! <laughs> and that's still with Jarek McKinnon in his lineup <laughs> with one point. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. that's that's insane. But uh, at, at going into Monday Night Football, he had uh, Stefan Diggs left in the chamber. I was up nineteen points, and. Uh, a stud wide receiver does what a stud wide receiver does. And he ends up scoring 20 points, uh, 10 catches, 102 and a touchdown. I don't think that touchdown should have counted. I know you guys were probably watching. It looked like Josh Allen was over the line of scrimmage when he threw that thing, but like it got confirmed like almost instantaneously. And then, and then I knew that was going to be a bad sign. Um, Stefan Diggs ends up catching one last pass at the very end of the game that secured the victory for BDI. So all that to say, uh, I lost BDI. I, I don't think I can wash off that stink uh, for the rest of the season. I will try uh, many chemical products, uh, but um, I don't know, guys. Uh, feel free to... Uh, I mean, me. I would like... I, yeah, it sounds like you're trying to... I'm trying to talk you off the ledge here, Tony. You sound like... You sound like uh, this is all doom and gloom. This is only week one. BDI got very lucky. He Michael Pittman caught a touchdown, right? Like That's not going to happen the rest of the year. He's going to have one touchdown all year. Devontae Adams is going to bounce back. He'll be fine. Jalen Waddell is going to explode. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it. And if Hurts doesn't fumble, you win by one point. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Mm. Yeah, when you when you lose like by one point, you you always go back and like, oh, if this didn't happen, oh, if this didn't happen. But I remember when it happened, the Green Bay Packers pick six. I turned to Jen, my wife, and I'm like, I'm going to lose because of that, and you know, I did. So, I guess GG's BDI. Oh, it hurts to say. Oh, it really does. Yeah, it does. It hurts to hear. Let's go to the last matchup. We have Santino's. Yes. 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 Lucky Wolf versus Matt's Team Spam. And I am immediately disappointed, uh, downtrodden, that Matt is not doing a musical theme this year. So I guess we're going to have to kick it old school with Team Spam. And uh, Team Spam takes takes it down 70 to 58. Micah, first round pick T. Higgins scores zero points, no catches. Again, the Bengals didn't do anything, but T. Higgins couldn't even catch a pass. Yeah, I mean, that's... uh, He's probably thinking, oh, shit, I'm about to lose here. That's not what you want to see. But uh, lucky for him, he got bailed out by David Tua. So no concussions, no, uh, no gang signs getting thrown. Perfectly adept, minus a little bit of uh, butterfingers there with the fumble. But, uh, yeah, not what, you, not what you want to see, a big fat zero on, on a guy that I was potentially looking to draft. So, good yeah. thing I dodged that bullet. 
yeah, uh, Matt, Matt did play Tua Tagovailoa, who is not concussed. There's zero water in his brain currently, so he had a huge game. Uh, threw all the balls to Tyreek Hill, 466 yards passing and three touchdowns. Uh, Madison gets a touchdown. I, I, I got to say, the Vikings look like shit, and they lost to Baker Mayfield at home, which is insane. Um, Dude, that- people here in Tampa are, like, really hyped about the Bucks for some <laughs> <Really>? reason. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Bucks fans here, and I just found them recently, apparently. But, uh, yeah, the, like, I don't know. I still think the Vikings suck. Yeah. So they're all like, everyone here is like impressed by their victory. And I'm like, dude, the Vikings suck. You don't even know how bad they suck. But then I realized we played them. The Bears played <laughs> yeah, Bucks this like, week. Gonna... And I'm like, oh, crap. I'm never going to hear the end of it. Yeah, they're going to start 2-0. and It's just going to get worse. So have fun yeah. with that, buddy. Uh, uh, Matt, uh, 10 points from DK Metcalf. Uh, not a great performance, but pretty good. Um, and then we get to Santino. You can't see me. You can't see me. I th- I was talking big shit about his wide receivers last week, and they pretty much let him down. A.J. Brown's the only one to get double digits with uh, with 10 points, no touchdown. Jamar Chase, again, the Bengals were, were dog shit, so he did not have a good game. But the one that surprised me was Christian Kirk only getting one catch. Uh, they paid this guy big money last year. But I guess uh, Calvin Ridley and now Zay Jones has surpassed him on the depth chart. So it's very strange to me. Uh, but Santino could not uh, muster enough points here to take down Matt. He ends up taking the loss. Yeah, I think the uh, Jacksonville receiving core is going to be like a, uh, a rotation deal. Like it's going to be a Christian Kirk week. It's going to be a Zay Jones week. It's going to be a shithead who gambles week it's it's just gonna it's not gonna be very consistent all right well what is consistent is money players <laughs> and at quarterback we have matt with tua tagavaloa straight cash homie at running back we have bobby big balls with uh, christian mccaffrey straight cash homie and Bishop, you cash your first check here. Ten bucks for Tyreek Hill. Straight cash, homie. Start of the week. Um, we talked about this during the matchup, but uh, it's it's rare that a defense gets this start of the week uh, mention here. But it was the highest scoring performance in our league's history, as best we can tell. Micah was kind enough to do the research. Uh, and, and the, the archives are not very consistent is what I've been hearing. Right, Micah? Yeah, they're a little dodgy. Uh, some of the earlier years, just not the most in-depth records, which is understandable being the, probably the infancy of RT sports. And then 2018, they randomly only post averages. Hmm. So, uh, anyone is more than welcome to, uh, to double check my work. Um, or you can just, uh, be a pal and take my word for it. All right. Well, thanks for doing the work. Dud of the week. I think it's got to go to Lamar Jackson here, Bishop. Uh, signed that big contract. Ends up scoring zero fantasy points. Not even a goddamn rushing point. He got nothing. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is a layup for Dud of the week. That's a five. 
One lucky bitch. All right, lucky bastard's got to be Kowalski here, right? I mean, he's going to lose to Bob by like 30 points and then or 20 points or something. And then he gets this miracle monsoon in the Sunday night game. And Danny Dimes is just throwing interceptions left and right. Uh, they score 43 points. And I think you are the lucky bastard. The worst fantasy football owner of the week. And that's going to go to our friend Turtle, uh, who had the uh, the dud of the week on his squad. J- Lamar Jackson with zero. Uh, only 49 points for Turtle. Uh, he did not make the balls Mahoney proud here, Bishop. No, but that's to be expected. And that's going to do it for our week one recap show, Fantasy Football Scoop and... All right, show's over. I'm tired. Scoop and Poop Fantasy Podcast now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com. <laughs>